What is good, YouTube? Quinn Wade, basketball analysis coming to y'all on Analysis Playground on YouTube. We're going to talk about the 76ers getting beat 95-104 to against the Atlanta Hawks. This was a tough game to watch, real boring, not really interesting, not really too many exciting plays, nothing crazy happened. The game pretty much was over to me in the first quarter. Atlanta outscored the Philadelphia 76ers 20 9 to 20. They ended up going in the second quarter 17 to 22. Third quarter 34 to 24. And the fourth quarter 24 to 29. They never really trailed in this game, was able to coast to a W. Um, the Hawks improved to 8 and 4, 5 and 2 at home. The Sixers fall to 5 and 7, 3 and 3 away. They lost another game without James Harden, but they didn't look terrible this game. Just didn't look aggressive. Just didn't really look like they wanted this W, very casual, very um, laid back this game. Didn't really have the fight in them tonight, but it happens. You're not going to have it every night. It's a long season, plus they have a lot of injuries. It's understandable for them to let one go against a team that is, to me, just better than them, and they match up well. Remember, these two teams did play in the Eastern Conference Finals about two years ago, and the Hawks ended up beating them. Just a bad matchup. For the Sixers the last couple years, just like the Celtics. But the Hawks did what they supposed to do. John Collins had another subpar game to me. 3 of 11 from the field, 0 of 3 from 3. He takes more threes to me than being in the paint. He's more of a perimeter player, but even though he should be closer to the basket. He's more dominant dunking and catching lobs and hitting floaters than he is hitting mid-range and threes. But he was 5 of 5 on the free throw line. That was the bulk of his points. Um, basically almost half of his points. He also only had four rebounds, which really wasn't that much because of five personal fouls. He also had two assists and one block, two turnovers. Um, DeAndre Hunter had another great game to me, 14 points. He was a minus four and plus minus. He only had two personal fouls, which was great. Two turnovers. He had four rebounds. Also, it was one or two from the free throw line, one or three from three, six or 13 from the field. This is a great game overall for DeAndre Hunter. You don't expect him to have high-scoring games or dominant games. This is a DeJounte Murray, Trey Young-led team. You expect the role players just to fill in and do casual numbers, 15, 16, 20 points every given night, any given night. And I feel like Clint Capella was the one that raised, rose to the occasion, just like DeAndre Hunter. 18 points, 20 rebounds, 15 of them was defensive for Clint Capella. Um, also had one turnover. He only had two personal fouls, which was great because he was going against Joel Embiid. But Joel Embiid been more perimeter-oriented the last couple games. So it was good to see that he didn't get in foul trouble. It ended up being John Collins, the one that got in the foul trouble, which isn't that bad considering that Capella is the better defender. You'd rather have Clint Capella in the paint, uh, manning that thing and protecting the realm than John Collins. Honestly, even in pick and roll, even in rotations, when it comes to – making sure people don't get the floater range. Capella is more faster, more nimble, and more athletic and more lankier. He just covers more space and can be a deterrent at the rim. So I like the fact that he wasn't the one that got in foul trouble. And you can just tell by the defensive rebounds and the rebound total and the fact that he did exactly what you wanted John Collins to do more of, but he just wasn't as effective tonight, unfortunately. But Clint Capella was. Same with DeAndre Hunter. He was 7-10 from the field because all of his baskets was easy. He even shot decent from the free throw line, 4-6. of six. Trey Young, 26 points for him, 7 assists, 
one steal, six turnovers, which was bad because he only had seven assists total, and six of those turnovers was just careless ones, bad passes, over dribbling, overthinking, just collapsed his own brain and made him power trip a little bit. But he was still a plus 16 and plus minus. He still had three rebounds. He was 10 and 10 for the free throw line. Good free throw baiting, good pump fakes, good jumping into people's bodies, um, knowing how to contort his body to draw fouls, to get easy opportunities for himself. The rule change kind of tripped him to a couple last season, but he was able to adjust this year and last year becoming an all-star and all-NBA player. And I see him doing that again this season. He was 7-21 from the field. Not great efficiently when it comes to efficiency again. Struggled getting the mid-range and the lips to go, the floaters to go. I just don't understand why he struggles so much. Maybe he rushes them. Maybe he thinks too much in his head trying to figure out when to pass, when to score, and just can't get a good balance when it comes to scoring. I know he's a one-man offense sometimes, but his efficiency has to improve if they want to beat the better teams because they're going to rely on him to make the bulk of their decisions, and you want him to turn the ball over less. Six turnovers way too much, plus he didn't shoot well from three either. He was two for eight from the three-point line. What really saved him was the free throws, shooting 100% with 10 attempts and 10 makes. But efficiency, he got to improve his decision-making when it comes to careless passing, sloppy ball handling, and just overthinking. Same with the field goal percentage. He has to get his floaters off more clean. He has to get a better look at the basket when he gets into the basket. And he has to make his threes more smart attempts instead of just rushing up attempts just because he has the say-so and the green light to do it. That's just a way that he can improve, not trying to criticize him and make it seem like he's not a great player. It's just constructive criticism to take his game to an even higher level so he can be all NBA first team instead on the second and third team. He can be an all-star starter again and help this team try to win a title in Atlanta, something that had never been done in my memory. Um, Ten points. For DeJounte Murray, eight assists. He only had two turnovers, one personal foul. He was a negative 14. He had two steals, five of 13 from the field. Couldn't make a three tonight, 0 of 4 from the three-point line, but still a solid game for him. Akangu, another great game for him. In 21 minutes, he had 10 points, 11 rebounds, um, and he still did have five personal fouls. Just a little too small, a little too uh, aggressive when it comes to defending the paint. Um, got into some little ticky-tack fouls that he normally does. Just IQ-wise, you got to be better when making those decisions, when to rotate, when to help, and when to try to go for a block or a steal. And you can get caught in pump fakes, just something that he has to work on. Just constructive criticism to help him improve his game. Uh, five or six from the field for him. Griffin, uh, A.J. Griffin, three points. Plus six, plus minus, two personal fouls, one turnover, one steal, one assist, two rebounds total, one or two from three, which was solid, one or three from the field. Not really going to play that many minutes because of DeAndre Hunter, who played 32. A.J. Griffin is just a great backup until they get back uh, Bogdanovich. Um, Justin Holiday had a great game to me, 23 minutes, six points, two or four from the field and three. Uh, four rebounds. He was a plus 11. He had three turnovers just because he's not accustomed to doing a, a lot with the ball and he has to get adjusted to that. 
when he plays a little bit more minutes. I like him a little bit more than A.J. Griffin just because of experience and just because he's a better shooter at this point of their careers, but you still do need both because of injuries. Johnson had another solid game, didn't scream crazy numbers um, offensively, but two points, one steal, one rebound, and one of two from the field. He only played six minutes, and he was a plus eight. That's just a solid game. And then Aaron Holiday had another great game to me off the bench within his minutes, 24 minutes. He was two of five from the field, or two from three, but he did have two rebounds, one assist, and two steals. And he had four personal fouls um, and plus 15 from the field, four points, um, just decent for him. But then when you look at the miserable Sixers, just, just lack energy tonight. Um, P.J. Tucker, to me, is another non-show for him. Three points, one turnover, one personal foul, one block, three rebounds, one of two from three. I think they need to remove him from the starting lineup. I think he'd be better coming off that bench than the starter. He hasn't been that ideal pickup that they thought that he could be like he was with the Bucks when they won a title. He didn't play well to me either in Miami. Hasn't really played that great for Philly either. I think they should probably put George Niang back in that starting lineup. Um, or Cork Moss to me just to add a little bit more shooting and a little bit more size and just another weapon offensively his defense has declined too and he's very foul prone even though he didn't do that tonight um, Tobias Harris 34 minutes he was 5 of 15 didn't shoot the ball well from the field or from three didn't even make a three tonight he was 0 of 4 from three he was 2 of 2 from the free throw line he had three assists four steals one turnover, one personal foul. He was negative 13 and plus minus. He only had 12 points. Just a mediocre game. It's a bad game for Tobias. You just don't know what you're going to get out of Tobias each and every night. Some games it looks like he he's one of the best small forwards slash power forwards in the league. And some games it just look he's just another player out there, unfortunately, for the Sixers. It seemed like they got a steal getting him and Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler's already gone. Then they signed Tobias to this extension, and it just hasn't aged that well so far, even though he's not that old in NBA years and NBA play. Um 26 points for Joel Embiid, 9 of 18, 50% for him. He was 0 of 3. Well, he was 0 of 3 from the three-point line, 8 of 10 from the free throw line. He had 13 rebounds, so he had 20 and 10, 2 assists, 1 steal. He had 7 turnovers, just doing a little bit too much on the offensive end, trying to post, trying to score, trying to attack off the dribble. Couldn't really get consistency of how he wanted to attack the defense, especially because he can't post. That's why I think Court Miles will give them another guy that can shoot and give them a space in just like we've seen, or George Nian can do it too. He just need another shooter out there so that he can operate more in the paint. Um, DeAnthony Milton didn't play well. Five points, two of seven from the field, one of three from three-point line. He also had 10 rebounds and one assist and three turnovers. Um, George Nian had another solid game off the bench, 23 points, two of eight from the field. Didn't shoot particularly well from three, one of seven from three, but he did shoot four of four from the free throw line. He had one rebound, two assists, one block, one steal. He had three personal fouls. He was a negative 18, nine points, but it was solid within the minutes that he played. He played better than Tucker. Daniel Howells Jr., um, 19, point, 19 minutes, 3 of 3 from the field, 1 of 1 from the 3-point line, 1 of 1 from the free throw line. He had one steal, one block, only 8 points. Had three personal fouls, too, but it was a negative 14 and plus minus. Negative 14 for Reed, 9 minutes, 0 of 3, 0 of 2, a no-show game for him. Did have three rebounds, one steal, one block. Then he also accumulated three fouls in those quick 9 minutes, which is not good. Um, Harold 
a mediocre game, but it was good for the minutes that he played. Three minutes, three or three from the field, two or three from the free throw line, two rebounds, one steal, one personal foul, plus seven, eight points. Matisse Thibel had another bad shooting game, or two from the field, or one from three. Um, had one steal, one turnover, plus six, but didn't score a basket. Uh, oh, a zero goose egg for him. Shake Milton had five points, seven rebounds, one assist, oh, a one from three, two or five from the field, one or two from the free throw line. Solid game for him. And Cork Miles, a guy that continued to climb in minutes, but they need more shooting out there. Eight minutes, he had four or four from the free throw line, didn't attempt a field goal or three. All his points came from the free throw line. One assist, four points. They shot 38% from the field, 20% from three, showing you that they had lack of three-point shooting. 83% from the free throw line. Also, the, the Hawks didn't shoot well from three either. 44% from the field, 23% from three, 87% from the free throw line. This looks like a 90s game where everybody's just struggling to get a basket. Everybody's struggling to make a basket. People can't get the spacing that's required to get good looks. And even when they get good looks, they were just so used to shooting bad looks that they just couldn't make them. Um, a low-scoring game for the NBA today, 104 points was the high. And just a solid game for the Hawks. They gutted it out. They got it done. They beat an opponent that they should have beat tonight. They did it the way you want to do it, which is – play your style of basketball, and make minor adjustments throughout the game. You have to give credit to Nate McMillan for that. I still think they have to find a little bit more of a punch, um, especially off that bench. They don't have to make huge changes. You just want to see more of a punch from that bench each and every night outside of Congo. They really don't have it each and every night. You want to see it out of Aaron Holiday and, and Justin Holiday a little bit more. And same thing from James Johnson, who has been solid for them. Um, just want to see a little bit more of in, in high-anticipated elite competition games. And for the Sixers, no James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, uh, another game. Um, you just want to see them play better and do better. Um, like I said, Tyrese Maxey, 15 points, 5 of 17 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3, 3 of 4 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. You just expect a little bit more out of him consistently as the NBA and the future for him goes forward. You just need more from Tyrese Maxey. If he's going to be wanting the contract that he wants, he has to play at an all-star caliber level. They need a big three if they want to win a championship in Philly. I know James Harden. I know what he can do. I know what Big B can do. The guys that's unproven is Tobias and Maxey. We're still trying to see which one of those guys are going to step up for them. And we're going to see if Niang gets adjusted to the starting lineup or Korkmaz. They need a little bit more space and a little bit more shooting, a little bit more threats in that starting lineup just to make it easier for Harden, Maxi, and Embiid to operate. They're inconsistent, streaky shooters, and they need guys that can be threats um, from the three-point line for them to operate the way they need to operate and, and be able to pound them in the paint while also being able to play their game a little bit more comfortably outside of the paint and let it come to them more naturally. That just me. That's just an organic way of looking at it, an organic way of playing basketball, a more smooth, comfortable, relaxation way of playing basketball. The Hawks did it. They just didn't make their shots the way they needed to unless this game would have been a blowout. Other than that, Quinn Wade, Basketball Analysis, signing out on Analysis Playground on YouTube. Also, check out my website. Like on Facebook. Like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Other than that, hopefully I can see you guys tomorrow um, on Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God for the day. Thank God for all y'all watching and continue to support me. 
and my family and the whole analysis playground movement. Same with basketball analysis. Also, you can check out my podcast, Basketball Analysis, on Apple on Apple um, Podcasts and also on Anchor FM, which is Spotify. I will have a link for that in the description below, too. Just trying to get the 50 listeners because I just started it not that long ago. It'll grow very quickly. Other than that, see you guys later. Enjoy the night. Embrace the night. Embrace the evening. And just trying to give you a more classic ball analysis to the best of my ability. And I feel like I have done that consistently in October and November so far.